Developing the Leader Within is a podcast that focuses on leadership, management, and career development. We nosedive into the areas that are holding you back from your full potential. Let us begin. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Developing the Leader Within. And today I have a special guest near and dear to my heart. I know him since 2008. He's a fellow brother uh, from the Navy, a fellow chief, and I am so happy to have him. Terry Spain, uh, welcome to the show. Thank, hey, thank you for having me, Enrique. I definitely appreciate it. So when you, uh, when I knew that you had the podcast, I knew I had to definitely jump on because I definitely, uh, some, you're somebody I definitely admire. Oh, thank you so much for that. And, and folks, today we're going to be talking about diversity and inclusion, something near and dear to my heart uh, and something that I have always championed uh, throughout the time that I've been serving as a leader. Uh, but Terry, we're, we're going to get into a topic that's really down your alley, right? Uh, Terry, <laughs> oh, yeah. Terry is a, a speaker, an author, and a master at diversity and inclusion. So, you know, we're talking about topics like this. It's, it, it can go so many different ways and different flavors. But if I was a leader at an organization, I was heading a group or, or a team, how, how do I get started in <laughs> being proficient, being good at diversity and inclusion? Well, uh, Enrique, that's, that's an excellent question. And uh, it's simply one thing. Um, it starts with you. Oftentimes, we would get uh, leaders that figure that they only needed to take one class and, and diversity and inclusion, and then they're, they're set. But diversity and inclusion is forever evolving. So I challenge folks, in particular leaders, to take a, a, the leadership or diversity and inclusion class on a on a quarterly basis so that you can actually you can actually know a lot of the new things that are going on uh one of the things that um i teach is um socialization a lot of folks uh have to realize that it starts from you so when it starts from you and your socialization process it starts from you as a kid growing up some of the things that you may have been accustomed to doing as a kid that's no longer acceptable and you wouldn't have the idea or wouldn't know anything about it if you didn't get you know, more proficient in diversity and inclusion, which is one of the reasons why I like uh, boot camp. You and I both had one similarity. We uh, we went to boot camp, and one of the things with boot camp is that everyone is on one page. They strip you down to be to be the same person as the person that's standing next to you, and doesn't matter what color you are, doesn't matter what race, ethnicity, religion. Everyone, everyone's there for one common goal. And that's one of the unique things. And that's what, when it starts with you as a leader, and it starts with you as the, the head of a company or head of a department, it all starts with you. Because to be honest with you, I've seen aspects and times where leaders get caught up in things that they necessarily didn't want to get caught up in because they didn't have the proper training. So leadership starting with you is the most important thing that I can definitely say. As, as it relates to learning about diversity and inclusion. Yeah, I, I'm a, definitely a proponent for uh, things starting with you. I, I've often said that leadership starts with you at your house. 
right? So, you know, that's where you spend most of your day. That's where you, you lie down to sleep. That's where you get up to go to work. Uh, and if leadership is not there for you, then, you know, how could you do it somewhere else? So I, I, I totally agree. And I love the example of boot camp because they truly do strip you down to bare metal so that they right. can bring up out of you something that they want to see from that day on forward. And so, uh, so it starts with us. We, we, we're getting the classes, we're, we're getting educated, uh, mm -hmm. uh, but there's, there's this little thing called groups <laughs> and, and you go back to the office, right? And you go, yeah. and so uh, what could you tell us about um, after we got it all, you know, internally and, and we have it, what can you tell us about uh, the groups, the environments we go to? Okay. And, and you're talking more about the inclusive groups, correct? Right, right. All right. So one of the things, one of the scenarios that I definitely like to, to use, but first, no one wants to come to a job and they feel like they're absolutely miserable. And no one wants to come to a job and they feel like they're, they're not being included in the process. So one of the things that I use when I speak is I point, I paint a picture for them and I say, just imagine if I invited you over to my house for dinner and everyone sitting around the table has utensils. Everyone sitting around the table has a plate except for you. How would you feel? And some would say, you know, well, I would feel upset because I don't have anything to eat with. So I said, just imagine if that's the person that's working for you and they come to work every day and they're not getting that, they're getting those utensils. They're not getting that plate to, they're not getting that fork to eat off of. So they improvise, they, they do different things. They either go out to another job, they either uh, borrow from another, another coworker. So those are some of the things that you have to think about when, you, when, it, when you're talking about the groups and you're talking about diversity and, and inclusion. I definitely feel that that concept about me sitting around the table and making sure everyone has all the correct utensils and everyone has everything they need to eat. That's, that's what makes a good organization. That's what makes your team grow. That's what makes your team work together. So I'm definitely a fan of that and including that inclusive environment. So, uh, so, and I, and I love that because you, you have to have a mind that takes into account someone else for inclusion to be something, right? Mm -hmm. And and so you 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 build this inclusive environment. You you're 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 feeling that that's how you are. You're in an environment, and uh, not every leader really gets to understand full well what uh, diversity and inclusion is. And sometimes I think it's because they're they're missing a, you know certain ingredients that actually in the mind it makes it clear for you. Um, what would you say is one thing or, or several things that leaders need in order to get to that point where they understand diversity and inclusion? One of the key things is an open mind. Um, I think uh, oftentimes when 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 folks get to the pinnacle of their career or get to the top of the uh, the, the chart for, for their jobs, they don't have an open mind. They don't they don't have that compassion. Um, one of the things I do want to share with you, and um, 
I had a I, I was at a conference that I was speaking at, and one of the gentlemen, after I gave this scenario, he almost broke down and, and cried. He said, um, I, I, the scenario goes like this. Um, I asked, how many people here who have cell phones? So everyone raised their hand. And I said, how many people know how many apps are on their cell phone? And so everyone was looking around, you know, because they don't know how many apps they have in their cell phone. And so I told them what, one thing that happened to me. I have my go-to apps that I use all the time. And I know I'm quite sure you may have your go-to apps that you go to. And some of the apps that I don't use on a daily basis or never use, I would either put those in the background or just delete. So one particular time, I uh, had an app that I was didn't see a use for it. And uh, so I deleted it. And once I deleted that app, I went to one of my go-to apps that I used to use a lot. And it didn't work anymore. So I'm fiddling around with my phone trying to figure out why my go-to app doesn't work anymore. So finally, I had to go to the store, to the, uh, to the uh, cellular store. And uh, they said, well, did you delete this other app? And I said, yeah, I wasn't using it. So I don't, I don't think I need to use it, have it anymore. They said, well, that app that you deleted works hand in hand with the app that you, go, that you use on a daily basis. So as I was driving back home, I was like, wow, just imagine if that was like people. And people, they have a go-to app. So you have leaders that have their go-to people. And they forget about the people that is behind them. And that's in the back. That, that doesn't get a lot of the attention. When those people leave, what happens to those other folks that you usually go to? And that's, that's one of the things as leaders that you have to recognize. It's one of the things that you have to see in your organizations that you may have those apps that you, you just throw on the back burner that's actually the thrive, the, the thriving force for your organization. Uh, that is so such a powerful analogy. Um, you know, we often as leaders don't really get to know everybody. Mm -hmm. uh, we just see what's being done, right? We just we just we're happy with that. You know. Uh, the the screwdriver is turning the screw and that one's <laughs> going down and making everything work and and all we care about at times is is it working yeah okay right. good so let's go and <laughs> unfortunately uh, you're right uh, um, there are leaders but they some leaders are because other people are making them shine right and. Right. And if you, and just like you, you just said in your story, if you, if you don't know your people, uh, you know, in a way where you can say, man, if I get rid of this, this other thing ain't going to work. Correct. Uh, you'll consider them a whole lot more. And that, that, that's such a powerful uh, visual and, and story. Um, so, so, you know, I, I, I got the training. I'm, I'm ready to go. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, my environment is, is, is primed for, you know, a, a great diverse, diversity and inclusion uh, a scenario. And, and, and now I'm, I'm learning my people. I'm making sure that everything's working right, that people are not, that I'm not unplugging, you know, the power over here and everything's going dead over there. Yeah. Um, how, do I, how do I get my team? on board mm. there's that that's the million dollar question but there are definitely a lot of scenarios 
uh, one of the things I'm, I'm huge in team building. I think uh, I get excited. Um, anybody that could tell you that work for me, work with me, they'll definitely tell you that I'm a, I'm a team person. And um, one of the things that I did um, for our team, which was really small as, as it may seem, but it was powerful for the organization. We had a few people that were, um, that were trying to lose weight. And so um, I proposed to do a smoothie diet. And so we had about 20 people on board that said, yeah, I would love to do this. Let's do this smoothie diet. Now, you wouldn't think that something so small as a smoothie diet for 10 days would be powerful for an organization. But I have to, to have to be honest with you, everyone that participated in that smoothie diet lost weight and became healthier. So that rubbed off. So what happened was other departments tried to mimic the same thing that we did because they saw the, they saw the team building and how it actually made the, our working environment a lot better as well. So um, something, as smooth as, something as small as a smoothie diet definitely helped out our organization. So team building is definitely one of my biggest, one of my biggest things that I usually like to tell people as it relates to, to making sure that the, the, the organization runs smooth. So that's one of the, one of the big advocates that I am for. Yeah. And I, I can uh, definitely vouch for the team uh, concept working because, you know, uh, and it's great that when you're successful at, at one team building and it actually uh, uh, shows that other people, you know, would uh, try to imitate and actually try to replicate those results because I, you know, that's kind of like the, uh, the, the, the first way of saying, man, you're worthy of following. And that's, and that's yeah. so great. Um, being in the Navy, I know that um, we travel a lot. We go to places, we do things that are international. We, we don't stay in the local state nation. Right. I mean, we are all over the place. Um, uh, we mentioned boot camp earlier on. The, the people that comprise the units and the divisions and, and, uh, and the companies uh, are not all from the same place. I remember, mm -hmm. I remember vividly being in boot camp day one, and someone told me, "You are the very first Puerto Rican I have ever met." Wow! And that blew my wow. mind because I'm from <laughs> I, you know, I was raised in New York. There's oh, nothing yeah. but all kinds of people. Yeah, everywhere. you're right. <laughs> so, um, what can you tell us about exposure? Right, exposure. Mm -hmm. um, getting uh, in an environment where it actually facilitates getting smart on diversity and inclusion? Okay, I, ha I have two things. Um, I don't, uh, in 2008, I don't know if you remember this or not, um, I was a part of a multicultural committee that we had in Gulfport. Mm -hmm. And um, we did a diversity fair. And that was one of the biggest, uh, I think, I know it was the first time they've ever had one, but that was one of the biggest um, events that we had on the base and it did wonders because oftentimes people just when you when you think about different ethnicity they usually think about their food they don't understand the actual culture the language and the suffrage that some of these 
uh, ethnicities had to go through in order to 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 make it. And so that to me did wonders for the base, and it did wonders because I still talk about that. And some of the folks who I um, that were there, they, that's one of the first things that they mentioned is that. But you mentioned something also about traveling, and that's one of the things that I, I, that's in my book. Um, I put in there that traveling equals a better me, and I talk about how traveling to Africa and living uh, courtesy of the Navy, I had a unique opportunity to go to uh, West Africa and and travel to several countries there. And just understanding the perspective of how people live, what they had to go through, definitely changed me. I um, It did a number for me. So when I actually got a chance to come back to the United States, I was more compassionate. I was more understanding. But most importantly, I became a, a better leader as I as I traveled back from Africa because it put a lot of things in perspective for me. So traveling does equal a better a better you. I, I also had an opportunity to listen to some of these prominent speakers that we have, um, and one of the things that they're a component I mean an advocate for is traveling, because once you travel, you get an opportunity to see th- different things. And so I'm definitely an advocate for for traveling because it helps you out a lot. Well, I definitely remember that uh, that event uh, at Gulfport, uh, and I was yeah. I was part of it. I was happy to be part of it. Um, <laughs> you know, you brought groups uh, that yes. that were in you know to the indigenous part of what their roots came, and it made an impact. You know, um, when you have folks that come in and and dance the traditional dances yes. and 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 the food, right? The food of different countries and you get to taste and and see how much you've been missing out right on a fast food diet uh, but uh, but that exposure is eye-opening and if the navy did anything for you and i was that it actually opened our minds uh it opened the aperture of what we could see our eyes uh for the sake of hey uh it's nice that you grow up in a town and it's nice that you know everybody in that town. Uh, right. But for, and, and, and I was in boot camp 1989 at the end of 1989. So it was a, <laughs> a little bit ways back. Um, but to have somebody say you're the first Puerto Rican, I, I, it just blew my mind. Because <laughs> like I said, I grew up in New York. I, I, I was exposed to all kinds from all walks. I mean, it, 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 and, and, and you get that uh, exposure. You mentioned traveling in your book, which, which we're going right. to talk about here in a second. Um, uh, and, and that it makes a, a better you. I, I think it's just that it opens you up. Yeah, it opens your heart. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, you pull into uh, Kowloon Bay in Hong Kong, right? <laughs> and, and, and your ship is out in, in the water and you're, you're anchored out and you take these little ferry boats, which we don't take in the States, right? Yes, yes, <laughs> you, you're right. <laughs> you start to appreciate tra- you know, travel and modes of travel. You go in and then you do a, a comrail at an orphanage. Mm-hmm. Yes. You, you know, yeah, you painting, but guess what? You're talking to these kids, you see their environment, and then you start to appreciate how you was raised and how you grew right. up and, 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 and all these things add to us. So uh, I just talked about your book. You, you wrote a book. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm so proud of you, brother, uh, for, for doing that. that. 
Um, and, and so talk to us a little bit about, about the book. All right. So the book is Just Lead. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a small book, but I tell people it packs a powerful punch. And uh, it just it pretty much just gives different scenarios of, of my military career and my upbringing. One of the things that I wanted to say, um, I'm originally from uh, Conway, South Carolina, but I'm also a military dependent, a military child as well back then. And uh, I grew up in Italy, and that's one of the uh, unique things that a lot of people don't know about me. And so I didn't know growing up in Italy actually would prepare me to become a better leader. When you talk about diversity and inclusion, and you're talking about cultures and cultural competency, um, those are the things that molded me and, and helped me out. So, But this book pretty much just comprised some of the lessons learned that I've had being a leader and some of the leadership that I was under. And it gives you tips. And it helps motivate you and it, it keeps you encouraged, and in particularly in a time such as these, as you can um, challenge yourself. I have an opportunity in the, there's opportunities in the book where you can actually write down different things because I ask you challenging questions. So it's a, it, like I said, it's a small book, but it's a good read. It's an easy read. It's an exciting read. And um, I can't wait for you to read it. Oh, definitely. I'm, I'm, I'm uh, getting that thing today. So, so listen, uh, if, if someone was interested in learning more about diversity and inclusion, uh, they, they, you know, they want to hone up their skills, how would they get a hold of you? Well, there's a, a couple of ways, but the first way is uh, you can actually go to my website, which is Terry, T-E-R-R-Y dot Spain Consulting dot com. So that's uh, so it's actually Terry Spain Consulting dot com. And another way is um, I'm actually on the social media platforms. You can actually go to uh, on Facebook. You can find me on Terry Spain Consulting. And then I'm also on Instagram as well. And from those, those three different sites, you can actually have my phone number and we can definitely do a consultation or just if you needed me for like any speaking engagements, I'm definitely available for that as well. All right, folks. So you, you, you heard it. We'll have that information at the bottom of the video. Uh, also on the podcast. Uh, but Terry, uh, thank you so much for being with us today. Uh, you know, this it. is a topic that you literally can go on and on about and learn yes. so much about. Uh, but thank you for leading us through, you know, how it started with you all the way out to actually, you know, traveling the world and getting mm -hmm. a, a, that type of exposure that we need. Uh, and I think that every leader should have uh as they're growing up as a leader so thank you so much for being on our show My and pleasure. for all those that are listening uh, as we normally end our show success to you thank you so much for tuning in and i'd love to hear suggestions for our future shows or any remarks you may have that will help us improve until then, success to you.